We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Good fucking morrow, everybody. This is the darker side of midnight. I am Matt Blaze, producer and board up of the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. Joining me as always, he is the associate producer, telephone talent coordinator, overnight sports anchor, the runway model. Kenny is here. Hey, Blaze, what's cracking? I don't know what's cracking. Where is Alex Barnard? Chooch. Is the, uh, the big question. So Alex did his hit with Noam Laden as he does the news hour. And he uh, he left. He hit the road. You know, I guess he wasn't feeling, uh, he wasn't feeling like himself today. So yeah. he said, I think I'm just going to go home today. And I said, you know what? Take the day off. Go ahead. I think he really thought I was going to say something really bad <laughs> yeah. about him. And I did think about that. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought maybe we should trash him. Maybe we should say that he um, he was violently vomiting. Yeah, that was a thought. That the thought was that he was violently vomiting and diarrhea. <laughs> and since he loves... <laughs> he was stinking well, the place Alex, up. Well, Alex loves diarrhea so much. I thought well, I would say he, he does. He, got, he does. He has a weird obsession with was, like farts. And he like... was laughing hysterically <laughs> when we were talking about farts, and I was playing the fart sounds. And so I said, "Oh, well, maybe we'll say he had diarrhea, and then he uh, shit in his pants, and he had to go home." We found his underwear and, in yeah, the hallway. His, his, we were gonna think of the whole thing, and I go, "You know what? I'm not even gonna do that. I'm gonna say he wasn't feeling like himself." He just really wanted to go home. And I said, you know what? Go ahead. You know, take the day off. Sometimes you, everybody has those days. Mm-hmm. And then today, Alex just had one of those days. And it happens to all of us. So I said, you know what? Go ahead. <laughs> you, you've earned it. Go, take, go ahead. Take, take, take your mental day. Take the day off. Yeah. You need a mental health day, whatever you want to call it. A day off, personal day. I mean, he was here. He was here for the show. I mean, he was here for Dominic and Rita and Frank yeah. and the news. And then he was like, you know, I'm tired. I want to, and I get it. Listen, we work a shift that is a difficult shift to work. Oh, yeah. We say this all the time, and people don't understand it until you do it. And I can tell you that I, even I didn't understand it until I started doing it regularly. Mm-hmm. Because before. When I was just doing mostly on the weekends, I used to be here on the weekends, Friday night. I started at midnight on Friday night to 10 a.m. Saturday morning. Right. Midnight Saturday night to 10 a.m. Sunday morning. And then I do like two or three overnights during the week. Mm-hmm. And I remember there was one instance 
when before, right before I became permanently on the overnights, I was doing, I did like 15, 16 days straight. I worked every single day. Damn. And I remember coming into Sunday night at the time um, when Molly still was here and Matt Sapienza was on the board and they would both come in on Sunday nights all tired and mm-hmm. and and dragging and I'm all I'm the peppy one and I'm thinking I'm the one who just did 10 days in a row. Yeah, right. You're like, how the are these got two that were just off for 2 days? How are they tired? Yeah, you're like what the fuck are you yawning about? Yeah, exactly. I was like why are you tired? You just had 2 days off, but you know what? Now that I do this shift, now I understand why because it's not 2 days off. No, well, it is technically it is. But here is the difference. When you work the overnight shift like we do, and our shift is 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. We start on one day, we end on the next day. Mm-hmm. So even when it's Sunday night at 9 p.m., to us, that's Monday. Right. Because we do end on Monday. But I have to come in on Sunday. So if you want to sort of like what I do, and Frank has mentioned this many times on the air, that he's very tired on Monday mornings because he tries to have somewhat of a life on Sundays and do things. He goes out to brunch or goes to his parents' house or wherever he does on mm-hmm. Sunday. What I do on Sunday, I sleep all day. Because to me, I look at Sunday as if if it was how normal people go to sleep at Sunday at 11 p.m. and sleep overnight and get up on Monday at 6 in the morning. That, to me, is... Sunday morning at 8 a.m., 7 a.m., I'm going to sleep. See, I tried to do that. Yeah. And then once football season rolled around, right. I'm like, fuck, I got to wake up before 1 to watch yeah. the game. And I tried that too. With the but games. then by the time I'm like getting ready to leave, I'm like, shit, man, I should have took a nap or something. Right. And that's kind of beat up. And I did do that during football where I was going to sleep at like 4 in the morning, Saturday morning, mm-hmm. getting up at like 11 or 12. I'd start watching the Jet game at, like, 1, and then by, like, 3, 3.30, I'd get in bed because I I have to leave my house to be here because, again, and on Sundays it's different, the, just the way things are. So yeah. on Sundays I'm here even earlier. Uh, I get on uh, the board with Curtis at 9 o'clock. So at, I'm here at, like, 8.30 because I want to make sure that we are prepared. Curtis has, you know... If you've listened to Curtis's show, he we play the music and he has sound cuts and all that stuff. And I like to prepare everything for sure to make sure it's good. So I come earlier for that. So if I go to sleep at three in the afternoon, I got to get up at like five or six because it takes me time. You know, I live a little bit, a little over an hour away, so mm-hmm. there's travel time. Sundays, you know, Sundays in the summer are the worst for me <sighs> Forget because it's it. the short traffic. Going home. What, so, are you, what are you on the turnpike, right? Well, the parkway and the turnpike. but Garden the, State? Yeah, yeah. But the, the traffic at that time, honestly, usually is at the Lincoln Tunnel. Oh, it's not really dude. much. Sometimes there's a lot of volume on the parkway and the turnpike, but it's mm-hmm. not really stop and go traffic unless there's like an accident or something. But yeah. I can know like in the summer- I will be at the link, the exit. I'll get off the exit for the Lincoln Tunnel at seven o'clock. 
and it'll say you're an hour away from work. Where on a normal day, like right now, that's less than, it's like 20 minutes. Yeah, you'd fly through. Yeah, it's nothing. To get across town, it's nothing. Yeah. But, so on, in the summer, I'm leaving my house at like 530 Mm -hmm. to make sure I am here on time. So if I get here a little early, that's fine. But I don't want to, I mean, I've never, ever encountered where I was had a call here and be like, listen, I'm going to be late. Thank God. Because you plan, you know, you planned for it properly. Right. You got to know, you knew that there was going to be traffic. Right. You knew you had to be here. Exactly. So you planned accordingly, unless barring, like you said. there's an accident accident, or I get an accident or I get a flat or something like that. God forbid. Right, of course. So our Friday, so like right now it's Thursday. We're done with Thursday. Like our Thursday's done. Mm -hmm. And everyone's starting. Right. And everyone's starting their morning. And everyone's starting their Thursday. It does feel weird. So when we come in tonight, so tonight will start Friday for us, but it's still the same day. So, like, when we all leave here, and I'll be like, well, like, all right, see you tomorrow. It's no, no. It's see you later. Because (laughs) we're literally going to be back here in, what, 14 hours from now? Yeah, and, and even with some of my friends, I'll be like, Oh, thank God! It's Thursday. It's it, you know, it's Friday. it's Friday. They're like, no, it's not. It's Thursday. I'm like, it's Friday for it's me, Friday. motherfucker. So I'm out of here by five a.m. Friday. Right. And the thing that people don't get is, so when we finish the show tomorrow, tomorrow's show, mm-hmm. right? Friday morning at five a.m. That we come in here, we do the podcast, we go home. Mm-hmm. I'm home now. I'm awake. I'm like, we took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. That would be the equivalent of somebody else going home on a Friday night. And then you go to sleep and you wake up Saturday morning. Right. So their Saturday or like what a normal person does on a Saturday for us would be Friday night at 9 p.m. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, basically. Because the day, that's when our normal day would start. But what I do on Fridays I end up staying awake yeah, I can't until do like 3 o'clock in the afternoon or 4 o'clock sometimes. Then I end up going to sleep for a few hours, mm-hmm. 3 maybe, 4, wake up. I don't go anywhere. And then I end up falling asleep, waking up at like 4 in the morning. Like it's all, I'm so yeah. off that it it kind of ruins things. And I have to like, I really need to make more of an effort to try and go home on Friday morning Go to sleep. Yeah, you, you get up it. at like three or four in the afternoon. That, that's what I do, and then I'll be okay. But here's the thing: now you're ready for the night, and it's like, well, what are you going to go to bed again at midnight or eleven? I mean, if you go out on a well, Friday yeah. night, it's it's a little different, and it's yeah. good for you because you're hanging out and you're wide awake. I was going to say, yeah, to it. the reason why I, the primary reason why I go to bed when I get home on a Friday is because. One, I know that my boy is going to still want to hit the gym normal time. Right. So he's getting out of work. Right. Like, starting his Friday. Correct. And he gets out, like, whatever, five. 
And then after that, I know the boys are going to probably want to hang out. Of course. So I'm like, I can't fucking stay awake all day and then sleep all night. Otherwise, right. it's no, over. No, no, no. Friday is over. Right. If I was young again, I would be doing the exact same thing. I'd be yeah. going home, going to sleep, getting up at 3, 4 in the afternoon and be good for the night. Oh, yeah. And I'd be fine with that. But with this, it's like, it's so odd that we really feel like we only have one day. Mm-hmm. Because even though For you're real though. Yeah, because even though you're awake on Friday night, you're not you're not thinking like, oh, I'd normally be at work right now. You're thinking it's Friday. Like there's still that mindset of mm-hmm. Monday through Friday, nine to five, people are up during the day. Like you're not in the mindset of like, oh, on a normal night uh, or on say Saturday morning, Friday night, Saturday morning at one AM, you're not thinking that you'd be at work right now. Right. You're thinking like, oh, it's after work. Like, but it's not. It's this is the time that you would actually be at work. And that's the crazy thing too. Like it'll be like it'll be like a Saturday night and like let's say me and my boys are just hanging out at someone's right. house at three. I'm like, dude, I'd be working right now. I'm wide awake. Right. And they're all like falling asleep on the couch. Of like, course. dude, I'm ready to go to bed. Right. So and, and, and I that... have to kill time staying awake <laughs> yeah. when I get home because I can't fucking sleep. And it's and then so the one, the only day that we actually are not in this building is Saturday, mm-hmm. because we we leave here Friday morning, mm-hmm. and we come back Sunday night, and we and we work you know three hours, our, our every every day we're working our shifts are split because the first three hours of our shift is on the day before, so the Correct. first three hours of our shift that we just finished was Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Now it's Thursday and we're already done. And like you said, like you will not relate to this at all until nope. you work the overnight. Nope. Because it was the same. My mom worked ten years of overnights. Yep. And I'd always say, like, damn, I don't know how you know, I don't know how she does it overnight. Like that's got to be kind of hard. But not truly getting how oh, hard yeah. it actually is. Yeah, and especially like the other thing that people seem to think is like, oh, you have all day. No, no, I don't have all day. We don't. Me having all day would be like telling you, oh, you have all night. Like, yeah. Like, oh, you can go out. You can right. go all night. Oh, you can do stuff during the day. No, I can't because cause noon to me would be like midnight to you. Right. 1 p.m. to me is 1 a.m. to you. Mm-hmm. So when I wake up at 6.30 p.m. is the same as someone else. We're waking up who works 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. is if you woke up at 6.30 a.m. Exactly. So everything, even though we do technically have two shifts off. We only have one full day. It feels like there's one full day, and Saturday morning, it's like, oh, I I would have already gone through a whole shift. Like, that. I've already gone through it. Mm -hmm. I've already gone through my first day off. Yeah. Because then- Sunday, I end up sleeping all day. Exactly. Because, and I make it that way on purpose. Like, I literally, there are times that I will fall asleep on Saturday night at, at like, 7 o'clock. I'll mm. eat dinner, we'll be on the couch, I'll be watching TV, and I will fall asleep at 7 o'clock and wake up at 11, sleep four hours. And then I look and I go, I'm staying up till tomorrow morning. <laughs> Dude, it it really. I, I watch fucks TV. With you. I play video game. Whatever. It fucks with you because mentally. I it does. know that if I try to go to sleep right now, which I could, I could go to sleep. Mm-hmm. 
I'm going to end up waking up at like 5 a.m. And then I'll be up until like 12 or 1. And then I'm going to have to go to sleep and take a nap and get up at like 6. Like it's all. It'll be all over. Right. So I'd rather just stay awake and get, all right, I'm going to go to bed at 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. And I'll get up at like 3 or 4 in the afternoon and then I'm good. Mm -hmm. And then I'm back into the swing. Yeah. It's, It's very odd when you don't do it. But, you know, look, I'm not complaining about it. This is what I've chosen. Mm. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with the hours. In fact, I like being here in the overnight rather than being here during the day. There's so much stuff that goes on here during the day. There's just too many people. Yeah, there's chaos. People are running around. There's just so much going on. I'd rather be here at night. We do our thing. There's no one else here to bother us, Mm -hmm. to tell us anything, to ask us any kind of questions about stuff. Everything else, all that stuff happens during the day. The thing that does suck sometimes is there are are events that do go on that I'd like to be at during the day sometimes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That stuff does happen. But on the nights that we know, if there was anything at night, like when we had the 100-year gala. Yeah. I went home. It was Remember, it was on a Wednesday night. Mm Mm-hmm. On Wednesday morning, we left here at 5 a.m. I went right home. I was home by 6.20, 6.30 in the morning, and I went right to bed because I was up and at, at like 3 because I knew I had to leave my house at 4 yeah, yeah. in order to be here in time for the gala, which was starting at 6.30, and then we had to work after that. Right, and we, it worked we out. Left, we left early. We left the gala early because we had to come in and work. Mm-hmm. You know, some people have it a little, like, we work We work an eight-hour shift. Yeah. You know, um, other people, you know, and I'm not going to say, like, well, Frank comes in and does his four hours, which is true, but Frank gets here usually around 10. Yeah, 10-ish, yeah. I mean, he has a little bit more time than we do. Right, but, he doesn't. He, and he, there are days that he he may not come to 11 or 11.30. Mm, and he can, you know. He and he has can, the way for that. But he, it's not, it doesn't mean that he's not at home preparing for the show because yeah, he has to prep. Right, right. So he does. So it's even though he's only on the air for four hours, that's not the, he doesn't, that's, he has to prepare. I mean, there mm. that takes time. Especially when there's an interview, you got to figure out what questions you want to ask and you got to look at the, yeah, yeah. they had a book or something like that. So the overnight shift, it, it takes its toll. There's a there's good and there's bad. And speaking about that, I'm <laughs> I'm gonna be running off no. So this sleep. guy, Kenny over here, he's going to opening day, yes, the sir. Yankee game, which is at 1 p.m. It is now <laughs> like 5:40 in the morning, and you're gonna like what? Go to your friend's house, sleep yeah. for a couple hours, and go to the game. Literally. But you took. But you're taking off t- tonight. Yeah. Tonight. Friday or Friday, you're taking off. Yeah, yeah. Which. Understand, Frank was like, "Why are you taking yeah, off?" Yeah, he's like questioning me. I'm like, "Like, dude, you you well, you're gonna go to the game at one? It's gonna last till four. Yeah, and then how would you? Where would you sleep? And not only that, but like, I'm going to my friends. Probably not gonna get yeah, there till seven thirty. You're gonna be drinking. This kid's gonna wake me up at ten a.m. Dude, we gotta get going. We gotta head over to the Bronx. Right. We gotta go. And I'm gonna be running off four hours of fuel, drinking at the game. But you'll be fine. Like when you're at the game, you'll be fine because when you're in yeah, the atmosphere, yeah, you're in, you're in it. You'll be in it you'll definitely. T- but then after, oh, you'll be tired. I'm gonna be wrecked. I'm so, gonna be like of deceased. Course, right. So of course you're gonna want to go home and go to sleep. You're not gonna want to come to work. No. After that, and we and we drinking. don't take off very much. No. Like we're you know very diligent. So we don't take off much. We here and there. 
I I try not to. I've I've actually only called out mm-hmm. like not a planned day off. Right. Once, mm-hmm. once, one time. That was it. Every time else that I've called here or taken. Oh no, I just didn't say what. Actually, technically twice because when I had when I got COVID. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's not that's um, not even your fault. And even then, there was forewarning because I had called. Um, I felt it Friday morning. Mm-hmm. This was on New Year's New Year's Eve day, December 31st, 2021. It was a Friday. I had finished working mm-hmm. and I went home and I didn't feel good. And I was I thought am I, am I just tired or do I not feel good? It's hard to tell sometimes. Yeah. And then once I got home, I was like no no no. no. This this Something's is off. this is not just tired. Like I'm sick. Like I feel like I have a fever. Like I feel sick. Did your was your head like yeah? My heavy, head hurt. Like... I felt like I had a flu. Yeah, I felt yeah, yeah. sick. So this was when those COVID pop up testing centers like started coming back mm-hmm. in that winter of 2021. Yeah, yeah. So there was one that I went to. I waited in line in my car for like two hours. Went home, and I called. Uh, our program director, Matt Meany, and I told him, I said, listen, I think I might have COVID. I didn't know for sure, but I feel like shit. I don't feel good. He goes, all right. He goes, maybe it's just a, like a two-day cold kind of thing. That's I had that. You know, go home. He goes, if you still don't feel good, like call me on Sunday. Let me know. Because, you know, I start Sunday night. Mm-hmm. So, of course, Sunday comes, and I am, re- I mean, I'm still feeling like hell. So, I had to call him. And he's like, oh, man. You know, and I go, dude, I, I got COVID. I know. Yeah, I didn't even I, have yeah. the result back yet. I knew I you, had it. Yeah, you know. I knew I had and it. And it was around that time of still yep. being in the prime. Oh, yeah. It was still like the it was sort of like, Yeah, it was sort of like, like the new stages still. Yeah, it was still there. Like people were still wearing masks. There was mm. still, you know, that stuff was still going on. Um, the vaccines were like the vaccines fairly. Were, the vaccines were out. Fairly new. No, no, the vaccines were out. Because this was December was this of twenty December of twenty twenty one. Okay, so yeah, I got yeah. vac- vaccinated. Like life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to twenty five percent by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. In April. Be, yeah, it would be April. My yeah. first vaccine was April of 2021. So I had okay, been vaxxed. Okay, yeah, so they Yeah, I was, I was already vaxxed, but I just knew it. And I, and I hadn't gotten the test back yet, but I knew. Mm-hmm. And then... And then my COVID was like, I felt like I had like a flu like five times worse than a flu. Like I had that thing when you get the chills uh, and you're freezing. And then you're- And then an hour later you're sweating. Yeah. And that's usually like when you sweat out the fever and then you feel a lot better after that. That happened to me, no joke. In one day it happened four times. Really? Where I went through the freezing cold, sweated out. A couple hours later, freezing cold- Sweat it out. That's terrible. And then on that Thursday, I lost my sense of, no, Wednesday, you know, it was Wednesday, I think. I lost my sense of taste. Really? Which really, like, freaked me out. And then you got it back. Yeah, I did get it back on by Saturday. But, like, when it first happened, 
the thing that goes through your mind is, am I ever going to taste again? That was literally the, my biggest fear at that time was losing taste forever. Yeah, that's what happened to me. I was like, am I ever going to taste again? Because I'm eating stuff and not tasting it. Yeah. I remember eating something spicy mm-hmm. purposely, and I could feel the high. But I couldn't taste it, but you can feel it because it's, yeah, it's yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. So that, and then the first thing I ate where I actually was able to taste it um, and I say this every year. So every year on New Year's, so my dad, mm-hmm. um, my dad, my father died on December 30th. Right, right. So right. every year on New Year's Eve, I buy Entenmann's donuts. Hell yeah. The chocolate ones with the vanilla inside. Yep. I buy a bottle of regular Coca-Cola <laughs> and I buy roll gold pretzel rods because that was my dad's favorite things. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I tasted on what was now... January 1st, oh no, the week, it wasn't that, it was the week later, so it was January, whatever, 5th, 6th, whatever mm-hmm. that next Saturday was, um, was an Entenmann's donut. Yeah, that's like probably the one of the best things you could taste. Yeah, because I could taste the, the chocolate. the first time again. Yeah, I could taste the chocolate. I'll go, <laughs> not a lot, not, it wasn't strong yet, but I could taste it. Yeah, it was, and I was, it like, was coming back. I was like, it's back, <laughs> it's back. I'm I, was like, I was like, I will not lose taste forever. <laughs> Because I've heard of that happening to people I know. with COVID and other stuff. I've heard people, I've heard of women who've gotten pregnant and lost their taste and it never came back. What? And I'm like, dude, I like oh, food no. too much to lose taste forever. That's what, like, I could deal, you could knock me the fuck out with a fever, a headache, the worst migraine. You could give all, all, yep. all give me it all. But if I lose taste, oh, no. man. That's the KO right that there. That is the worst. I was asking you this today. We were sitting back there, mm-hmm. and I don't even know what prompted this, but I said to you, what would you rather lose? Oh, right. And I said, would you ra- would you want to lose your sight, or would you want to lose a limb? And we both unanimously said- Limb. Limb. I, I would lose Fuck a that, hand- man. I'm not losing sight. Over losing my sight. And that's why, you know, David from the Bronx, who calls all the time- mm-hmm. And, you know, I know that he lost his sight. Um, and, and I feel for that guy, man, because I really do, because that's one of the things, like, look, I'm a radio guy, and I, I'm a music guy and a musician, and I can still hear. And yeah, I like, guess, you know, I could be like the Stevie Wonder of radio, because I can still be <laughs> on the, I can still talk on a microphone and hear it. But still, I would not want to lose my eyes and 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 honestly if they said what do you want to lose your sight or your hearing oh man i i i, I don't know i couldn't even pick those i, I don't like know the two where we we were both like yeah anything but those yo two. we were yeah because we were like our, our, we were like i don't take a hand take a foot take a yeah, leg so. before take i lose else. my sight and and i've watched i used to watch this tv show um it was on the cw and it was about um, this girl who um, who lost her sight when she was like a teenager. And it's mm-hmm. like a mystery show. She plays like detective, but she can't see. And she's oh, real yeah. she's real snarky. Huh. Well, I can't remember. It was on um it was on the CW, but then I discovered it on um Netflix. And it was good? Yeah. In fact, uh I got I'm trying to look it up right now because it's a it's a really good show. There's I think there's four seasons of the show. And um, 
wait, I remember her name in the show. So her name in the show is Murphy. Mm-hmm. And she's How also- How old is this? It's fairly new. Like they just had, Netflix just had the last season of the show. Like there's no more. Oh, not, okay. They got canceled. Um, and in fact, the show is called uh, the girl who plays Murphy. Her name is Perry Matfield, mm-hmm. and uh, she was on Wizards of Waverly Place. You know that show? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely would know the face if I saw her. Yeah, she played uh, Franken Girl. Do you oh, know who that is? really? Yeah. yeah. And then huh. it's called In the Dark. Okay. That's the name of the show. And the reason, because she's married to somebody famous, actually. She's actually married to, like, someone famous, which was when I looked her up and I was like, who is this girl? Because I don't, listen, I don't know Wizards of Waverly Place. Yeah, I mean, that's that was a popular show when I was in, like, middle school. Right. So, anyway, um, in the show, she lose, she had already lost her sight when she was a teenager. Mm-hmm. And so she knew what it was like. And you could tell in the show she plays, like, she's real snarky. She's really pissed off at people. She uses people. She has really? sex r- with anyone, like random guys at a bar. And she can't even. And she can't see. And she has like. But the funny thing is, like, Dude. she's she's really snarky and like mean to people. And a lot of people like hate her. But she has her seeing eye dog, and the dog's name is Pretzel. So yeah. she'll be like really pissed off and have an argument. And she'll be like, "Come on, find 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 door Pretzel." And it's just weird because <laughs> it's like she has a mean argument and then she's like. Let's go pretzel. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, I like can't weird. Even leave. Yeah, she's like the dog. But dog's got to leave me out. Get me out of here. No, but I'm saying, but the whole point, the whole part that's always funny to me is that she has this mean, real argument with somebody, <laughs> or she's really pissed, and she go, "Find out, pretzel." It's just because the dog's name is Pretzel. It's just weird because it's like funny. the sweet, innocent dog, and yeah, <laughs> she just had this mean argument, and it's like the whole show. You got to watch the show. It's it's, it's good. Yeah, I might it's, check it out. There's a mystery out. and. Things happen, different seasons, mm-hmm. and then she'll have a, and she'll go, "Come on, pretzel," and it's just funny. <laughs> so yeah, she had lost her sight in the. Um, they say when she was a teenager, but I think it was kind of like, what's better, being born blind, right, or Having being able sight. to see and then going blind? I think and, that's worse. And. I, I guess David from the Bronx would could answer that question. Yeah, because he knows. Right, and right, I would right, probably right. have to think having sight and then losing it. Hundred percent. Because because you've seen you've like right like I've always said what that it's like. I've always thought this. How do you, somebody who's never been able to see that they're born blind, right? Blind their mm-hmm. entire life. How do you explain a color to somebody? You, you yeah you you how, can. How could you explain? You can explain fabrics because they could feel stuff. Yes. Smells, obviously. But how do you explain, like, that person yeah, like has if you said blonde that... hair and blue eyes? Right. How would you... Right, you can't. You can feel their face. Yeah, so like, if can... you said, oh, he has blue eyes, like, they, they don't... They have no reference. Like, they don't know what that is. They have no idea what color is. That's, yeah, that's... Some... Now, David, of course, David lost his sight, so he knows what color is. He knows... He watched movies and things like that right right um so he knows he has reference so it's kind of like I, I i would have to say just like we just were saying is of not knowing what you're missing yeah can't be as bad as having it and then losing and lo- it yeah and then being like oh like when people have to now describe things i guess you could picture it in your head but 
One of the things I think, I don't know if she said it in the show or somebody else who was blind in the show said it, something about like, I think she might have said it one time that, and I think David from the Bronx might have made mention of something like this about, I think he was talking about like family members that he's, he's his sight has been gone for long enough mm-hmm. that he's starting, it's like forgetting what people look like. Really? Yeah, and I think I think it was in the show too that somebody said something like that, that you forget what somebody looked like. Now, for me, I mean, obviously you can always look at pictures of somebody who died, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to think about like I still remember like the people in my life that have died. I still remember what they look like. I can still hear their voices, like in my head, what yeah, they sound same. like. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean. Beside my father dying and, you know, grandparents, um, the closest person that died to me was my best friend died at the age of 32 Mm. from sleep apnea before you can go and get sleep tests very easily. Yeah, that's terrible. Um, And it's been 20 years now. And what's weird about it is you think about, like, what he would be like if he was still alive. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. You know, like, I still remember his house phone number from when we were kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. And all the changes that have taken place from when he died in 2003 to now. Mm, right. Just in the world. And you think about yeah. stuff like that. And with something like, you know. Oh, by the way, um, this girl, she's married to Mark Sanchez. Really? Yeah. That's funny. That's why I said she, I know she's married to someone famous. That's funny. May of 2022. <laughs> Her name is Fucking Perry Marston. Matfield, and she's married to married to a former Jets quarterback, Mark Sanchez. Mark Sanchez. <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't want to get too dark, but the show is in the dark. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. About, but yeah, about death, and it happens. But yeah, we were discussing this whole thing about blind and what you'd want to lose, and mm-hmm. yeah, because sometimes we'll sit back there and we'll like think of things. Yeah, out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Um, but it is baseball opening day. You're going to the Yankee game. Yep. You're excited. When was the last Yankee game you hype. went to? Ah uh, man, I went. I definitely went last season. I think it was like had to be like a June or July game. So I've not been to a Yankee game in thirty years. Really, thirty? years? I think the last wow. over thirty years because I think the last Yankee game I went to was on my twenty first birthday. Really? Yeah. With my so you friend, never the, one, went, the one who died. Even with Jeter and all nope. and Posada and all never, those Yankees? Never, never saw those never Yankees. Went? Wow. I went, it was the Yankees, White Sox, um, hmm. June, I don't know if it was, I think it was on my birthday, so June 27th, oh, yeah, 1991. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. And, uh, yeah, cause we sat, we, we snuck down, me oh, and my yeah, friend. Oh, you got to do that. Yeah. I, can you still do that? Uh, I, I mean, yeah, if you're in the nosebleeds, like, way up, they don't give a shit. Yeah. But if you're, like, section 100, or, like, even, like, the bleachers, they're probably going to check you. Dude. Like, the bouncer's going to be like, these aren't your suits. Nah, we snuck down to, like, we were, um, we were, like, left field. Really? All the way down. Like, we yeah. were, like, I don't know, 10 rows back, maybe, something mm-hmm. like that. But we went all the way down. I don't That's know. We nice. I don't think That's we were. Freaking nice. Yeah, I don't think our seats were nosebleed, but I know we went down and we just yeah. sat in seats. Yeah, it also depends, like, on the team. 
Yeah, it was like the Yankees' playing, White like, Sox. If and, and, and not only that, but if the team has been playing like shit for right. a while, they usually don't care. Like the yeah. old, old Islander games that I went to when the Islanders were trash. Yeah, like they don't, they don't care. give a shit. Because then there's no one there. Yeah, there's yeah no so one this there. was, I figure it was June. It was 91. How, how were the Yankees in 91? I mean, that was right before, before they got hot. Before they got hot. With so, Joe Torre entering right. the scene. And I remember, so you're sitting in the bleachers, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a in, fun in, time. In, like, center field, right? It's Yeah, it's, it's right center field, yeah. Right. Well, yeah, because I'm thinking about the old Yankee Stadium. But when I remember yeah, we yeah. were there, so I'm with my friend, mm. and his brother and his friends were in the bleachers because it was one of their bachelor, it was a bachelor party. And they went to the Yankee game that day. Yeah. So they're screaming. And we're like, we could see them because they're making, a, you know, screaming. Oh, yeah. And we're sitting there and there was like a family. And I think the dad like made reference <laughs> like, look at these guys screaming. And we're like, yeah. I go, the guy, my friend goes, yeah, that's my brother and his friends. <laughs> and the guy's like, really? We're like, yeah. That's they were making a Dude, big that's, ruckus. That's the bleacher creatures, yep, bro. That's my, right. My boy and I, we heckle the whole game. Yeah. We yell shit to, like, the center field. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. your mother's sauce is weak. <laughs> right. Like, shit, funny stuff oh, like yeah. that. Oh, yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> so, opening day, I, I, I've i never been to an opening day. I was never that big Neither of a, have I. I've never, I was never that big of a baseball fan. I mean, I was when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Frank was talking about that, about, uh, you know, how he was a bigger fan. He, I did not do what he did. He was, like, an oh, obsessive yeah. fan. I was not like that. Box I, scores and yeah, all of that. Yeah, I didn't do any of that. The big thing for us was getting baseball cards. Like the every year like, when the new baseball cards came out, yeah, was yeah. to go and buy like 10 packs of baseball cards. And the thing to always, you always wanted to get every Yankee. Mm-hmm. And the Yankee team card was always the card that oh, you yeah. wanted. <laughs> the team picture that card. Is, those were cool. Was always like the card. Yeah. And I remember, um, you know, but this is like, when I was collecting baseball cards in the 70s and the early 80s uh, and the teams that I watched, so I'm like seven years old, you know, in 1977, mm. the Yankees beat the Dodgers in the World Series. And then this is when at that age is sort of when you really become aware of the world around you. Right, right. I thought that, and then remember, the next year, 78, mm-hmm. Yankees-Dodgers. Yeah, right. So I thought, that the Yankees and the Dodgers just played in the World Series every year. Like, I didn't know. I was seven, eight years old. Yeah. And then the next year, it was whoever. I don't remember who was in the 79 World Series, but it wasn't the Yankees. No. And I was like, oh, wait, they don't play in the World Series every year? Like, I didn't know. Yeah, that's how you, you thought it was. Yeah. I mean, the 50s, they won, like, almost every right. year right. of but the of, 50s. Of course, but, like, as a seven-year-old, I don't know that. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I just yeah. thought that's when I became aware. Mm. Um, And... I was always more, like, I'm a New York fan. Uh, I was definitely always more of a Yankee fan than a Met fan. I, I do remember, like, like with the Mets, like, I remember when, like, Tom Seaver got traded. Right. That was the big thing. Yeah, I remember that. A lot I, of Met fans jumped ship. Oh, that. yeah. I remember, because we had, my friend, we had a, the Tom Seaver baseball card. He was on the oh, Mets. Oh, yeah, that's sick. Then he gets traded. We're like, what the hell? Like, we're little yeah. kids. Like, what do you mean? He's not on the Mets anymore. <laughs> like, we didn't understand, you know. And yeah, But man. I remember always, it was like, every time you got a baseball pack, was how many Yankees do you get? Mm-hmm. And then you'd have doubles. Oh, yeah, yeah, And back yeah. then, I'm talking about the team of Luke Pinella, 
Bucky Dent, yeah. Chris Chambliss, Oscar Gamble, <laughs> Reggie Jackson, Hell yeah. Thurman Munson. Yep. I remember when Thurman Munson died. I remember. The plane? Oh, yeah. I was watching Gilligan's Island really? on Channel 5, and they broke in and <laughs> said, there's been a plane crash. I, I'm, I, I want to say they, they said there's been a plane crash near Canton, Ohio. Hmm. Thurman Munson was in it, and he's dead. And it was like, oh my, what? Thurman Munson's dead? Yeah. Oh, that was like a huge, I mean, like I said, I, I, whatever year it was, I was, you know, a kid. Yeah, I, I was can't. that 79 or 80 or, or um, something like that? I'll look it up. I don't up. know, 77? No. No, I don't think it was that early. I got to look up. When did Thurman Munson? It had, definitely was the 70s. I don't think. Oh, yeah, yeah. It got into 1980 or anything like that. I will tell you. Uh, Thurman Munson. Died August 2nd, 1979. Oh, okay. Green, Ohio. Like I right. said. So you're in that I, realm. Yeah. Something like that. I knew it was like in Ohio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I remember. I was like, oh my God, Thurman Munson. Yeah, that's. And, he, and he forever. He would have been one of the greatest catchers ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Had that not happened. And I was a big fan of Ron Guidry, Louisiana yeah. Lightning. Goose, yep. Goose Gossage. I was going to say Goose. Oh, yeah. yeah. Greg Nettles. Yeah, dude. They had. Some good ass teams, man. Yeah, in the seventies. Willie Randolph. Oh, he's yeah. on the Mets. Was he on the Yankees? No, no, he's on he the was both. He was both. But the Yankees Yankee first. The yeah. Then he was the manager of the Mets. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. I think he played for them for a brief, a brief time. But Willie Randolph was a Yankee. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Willie Randolph, um, Bob Watson, the first baseman, I think. Hmm. So I, I'm thinking about the cards, right? Like the baseball cards that I had of the Yankees. Yeah. And then I had all, you know, Andy Pettit, right. Mo, Jeter, Posada, right. um, like Nick Swisher, Hideki Matsui, Johnny Damon, all those guys. Yeah. Yeah. I remember um, I have a Johnny Damon T-shirt, like a Yankee shirt. Mm. I don't know where it is. I haven't seen it forever. I was telling you the other day. And I have a I have the Jeter practice jersey. Right, yeah. That, that's that's yeah. dope. It's kind of cool. So I'm thinking, man, maybe I should wear it one of these days. I haven't worn it in forever. Once in a while, I, I don't. It's not one of those things that I wear a lot. Yeah, like Frank wears his Steve Young every other like Thursday. <laughs> yeah, like or a, something. yeah, during football season, Steve Frank was wearing the 49ers <laughs> Steve Young jersey from like 1999 yeah. or whatever year it was from. Yeah, he wore it like every 90s. Thursday, like Thursday night football. I guess yeah. he'd sit at home and watch the beginning of the game before he came in, <laughs> and he'd wear his Steve Young jersey. It's weird. It was funny. <laughs> so opening day, you'll have a good time. Oh, definitely. I mean, hopefully they win the game. Yeah, no, I, I think they'll pull it out. And the I'm big a- the big thing is their prospect, Anthony Volpe, the big the yeah, shortstop. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like touted as like the number five in the country. So right. it's a big deal. They're saying the next Jeter, you know, they always say that. Yeah. About these players. Oh, he's the, might be the next captain, yeah, the next it, Jeter. It's like, always like that every you know. year. It's like, who's going to be the next Reggie? But he's got potential. Who's so. going to be the next A-Rod? Who's yeah. going to be the next Jeter? They, they always oh yeah, they always do that. That happens every generation. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, we're on 41 minutes. Yeah, we just Yeah, we were just going. cooking. Um, so, Frank touched on living forever. Do you want to live forever, if you could? Hmm. Do I age? Um. Like, do I? Can I pick a prime age to stay see, at? See, that was the question that I had. Because that would be gold. I would pick like twenty-one, 
and not age. Fuck, man, you're 24, 25. You could pick your age right now. Yeah, yeah. And if they said this thing's supposed to happen by 2030, that's only seven years from but now. What the hell? What was the well, gist they, of it? It was that that this doctor who makes these predictions and has predicted other things Yes, yes. Made this prediction a while ago that these nanobots would be able to fix your tissue and repair it if something happens and any disease or anything like that, they would be able to fix it. So then Dude, you could just live forever. You know how expensive that would be? You'd have to be like the elitist. No, but they're the saying elitist to get that. Sort yeah, but of shit. It would, well, I think at some point for the cost of what it would be. Yeah, but think I, about it. You get an X-ray; it's like a hundred dollar copay upwards. Yeah, of but at some point it wouldn't cost a lot. I'm saying it's like, like that eventually, with any, right? With everything, it costs a lot in the beginning. Look, the first CD player it was like seven thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. then like four years later, you could buy a CD player for hundred bucks. Right. So right. you know, in the beginning. But once it's widespread, and I thought that's the first thought that I had was like, well, can I go back in time? Like, will they be able to age me backwards, or do I have to just stay at whatever age I am? Yeah. In twenty thirty, I'll be like sixty, mm. and I go, well, does that mean I got to stay? Let's say potentially. Let's yeah. say potentially he comes out. Am I just gonna be sixty now forever? See, I wouldn't. I don't think I would want it then. That's what I'm saying. Like, if I could be like thirty, I take it. I even I take forty even. Maybe even fifty. Yeah, like a definitely a younger age, right? For sure, right? But so, in other words, I'm thinking if they can repair your cells, they then they can maybe they can regenerate That's, new yeah. cells that would make you younger. Like anti aging, right? Like if there's Botox and all this stuff that can anti age you, make you s- seem younger mm. with plastic surgery and all this other stuff, then maybe it would be natural that these little nanobots would repair your tissue and can reverse it not even so reverse it, but just make new tissue that would then take out the wrinkles right right things like that and then you would feel better because you'd feel younger mm-hmm. and i guess i don't know what do you do i want to be like a 25 year old okay well i only want to be a 45 year old depending on the age you pick is how much it costs it sounds like a you freaking I mean? fantasy it like, does but this crazy it's being predicted that and I I read I know what Frank I I know the article Frank was talking about because I've read it before mm-hmm. and not only do they talk about aging but they're talking about like I don't know maybe like thirty years from now and it, and it's like well we see this now with the AI and the Chat GPT that everyone's talking about and Frank we've talked about it a lot mm-hmm. that at some point that we're gonna get the technology where humans and AI are going to meld together. Like a fucking Terminator? Yep. Literally like the Terminator. Yep. And that we, that AI is already now at the point where it can think, that the thing like a human, that we're going to be, we're gonna, they're going to have AI and human beings together. Essentially like being AI. No, then they would, they would just flat out, I feel like, Take over the human race if that's the case. There wouldn't be no like mesh, like blend. I I, I feel like the AI would just take over. Well, there would be the human race would be fucked. Well, that's always the thing about like, Terminator and all those easily. Movies. I I think that exactly like the premise of those movies, the AI would develop its own intelligence, become its take own over being, and then just take over. That we'd never be able to like write a program that they wouldn't be able to like crack yeah. or know that we're writing. Yeah. 
that, that could happen. I it's, think it definitely it's possible. Could. I don't know. Um, so yeah, I I don't know that I want to live forever. Only if I can like, but look, if I can go back and like regenerate cells and have actual muscle and not feel old. Yeah, that it would. I'm depend, good. It would depend on. Uh, that. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I'd like to say. Yeah, a hundred years ago we did this. Like I think that'd be kind of cool. That would be. You know what I mean? Like to see stuff like that. Yeah. Um, the other thing we talk about: Do you think it's okay to broadcast Facebook Live if you get pulled over? Yeah. I, you know, he asked me the questions. I answered like I was in the courtroom. That's yeah. Why, that's why I did that. All you did was yes, I was like, yes, yes. Because when you go to court, you only answer what they tell you, what they ask you. You don't mm-hmm. want to give out information. Oh no! Like not when at the all. cop pulls you over. You just answer what they ask. You don't give up information. Oh, especially when they're like, do you know what you did wrong? No, I don't know. No. Nope. What, what did I do? No. You never say yes. Don't, no. Yeah. Don't know. But I, th- I do think it's douchey to like record, unless you're getting stopped in the wrong and you already, and you know that you are. I, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of douchey to record. I think, and, and, and what I was saying with Frank with that live PD, I said, what about the TV show Live PD? Mm-hmm, that was a good point. And Frank was like, oh, well, the cops are there. I go, yeah, but think about this. You get pulled over, right? The Live PD, they're filming Live PD, and you get pulled over by one of these cops, and this TV crew comes up to you, big light in your face, and the cop comes over and says, uh, I pulled you over, and I just take out my phone, and I start filming the cop and the Live PD crew. Why can't I do that? Right. If they're filming me, then why can't I film them? Mm-hmm. So that was the point that I was thinking. Like, what's the difference? There is no difference. Well, I think isn't the live PD the that journalist Dan something? No, 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 no. I think it's a journalist. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. He no. follows them. No, 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 no. Live PD. First of all, they ended the show after George. Look, I'm Floyd. pretty sure. I... No, listen. I'm gonna tell you what it is. Live PD was when they had a like a war room set up. And these okay. two guys would ne- would be like the hosts of the show, and oh, they would yeah, have five, like five different police departments across the country. They'd have one say in San Antonio, Texas. Oh, There'd I remember that. There'd be one that. in like Michigan. Yeah. There'd be one in uh, Seattle. And then when something would act happen, they go, "All right, we're gonna head over to Seattle right now, where Officer So and So is." Has just pulled the driver over, or yeah. all this, there was a call at the convenience store that this guy was hanging outside drunk. Let's go see what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then they go to that crew live. So if they could do it, why can't I have a phone and do it? Yeah, right. That was my point. So when he brought up this case where this police department is suing, I'm like, no. If they wear body cams, maybe the the uh, the citizen. The person who's getting pulled over, they start filming, and that, that's what you see all the time now. Everybody, what happens? They take out their cameras. Well, the, And it's all, you know, in a way, it keeps the officers in check to do the right thing. And at times, those videos have proven that officers did do the right thing, that they weren't acting out right, of line. Yeah. And sometimes when you see some of these videos of somebody getting slammed down by an officer, and you go, wow, that, that's a little excessive. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, there was the the case of, in New Jersey a couple of years ago where you know in, the, in on the shore they hire what we call shore cops. Yeah, yeah. They just for the shore towns only for the summer that they like slam this girl down on the beach because she had a bottle or a beer and you're not supposed to have beer on the beach. And oh, I saw that video. She wasn't listening. Yeah, yeah. And it's like you know, here's the thing. And I Frank said this the other day. Um, about that he said. Yesterday's show when he's talking about the shoplifter, yeah, and the employee shot the guy ten times, which we think was well, a little excessive. Mm-hmm. But like, if you're gonna do something wrong, and the or the police come up on you, just cooperate, because yeah. once you don't cooperate, and you get slammed down, in my eyes, there is excessiveness. Like if a cop just punches you in the face for no reason, yeah. But there are instances where I'm like, you know. What did you think was going to happen? Especially when the cop says, turn around, you're under arrest. And then people fight. And they get the resisting arrest charge. Once that happens, you're done. In my eyes, you are done. Because when the cop says, turn around, you're under arrest, that's it. Get arrested, go to the police station, do whatever you got to go through the process. You're going to go to court. If you hear the words, you're under arrest, that is it. Because guess what? No matter what you do or what you say, the cop's going to go, all right, you're you're not under arrest anymore. That's not, they're not going to unarrest you. That's no, not going to happen. The, the dumbest fucking thing is, is the people that do resist and run when you're clearly in the wrong. You're only yeah. adding another charge. You're only making oh, it yeah. worse. But that's why I was kind of saying like, I think it's douchey to set up like a fucking live stream if you're getting pulled over. That's only going to make them want to slap whatever charge or ticket on you that well, they were going to give you. That just makes here, them want to do it more. It could. Like if you get pulled over for speeding and you set up a fucking live stream, oh, I'm going to get this cop. I right. wasn't actually speeding or whatever. Dude, that's only going to want to make them say, no, fuck you. You were speeding and give you the ticket. I think, I think, I know what you're saying, you know, but at the same time, I've always been. Whenever I've been pulled over, I've never given attitude. Yeah, you know, you gotta be cordial. I, I've never done anything like that. Um, I've always, yeah, I've always been cordial. And now, especially the way things are now, at least a lot of the cops, any cops that I've ever dealt with, have always been nice to me. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm nice to them, and I, and and look, I I can't I can't speak for other people. Yeah, of course, I can not. only speak for myself. And I've always maintained that. And I know what you're saying is like, oh, if you just put a camera on their face, now they're going to have, if they if they weren't going to give you a ticket, well, now they're going to give you a ticket. Yeah. But I've always said, like, just be nice. Because if you're nice, then that also applies. If you're a dick to the cop and and just be snarky and give them attitude, then they will give you a ticket yeah, for, I, I, like, I've yeah. been pulled over. One time, because I have my phone right on the left side 
of my dashboard. Like it's on the window, mm-hmm. and the phone is right there with the GPS. Sometimes, right? Mm. Cop pulled me over. I think he said that one of my license plates lights was out, which it was. Right. Okay. He also saw the phone, and he thought I was like texting or on the phone. And then when he came up on me, he says, "Oh, I see it's your GPS." I said, "He goes." And by the way, he goes, "You got a you got a license plate out, a uh, license plate light out. You should get that checked." And that was it. I mean, he was nice to me. I was nice to him. He goes, like, "No problem." I just you know, I, I just saw. And that was the end of it. I wasn't a dick. I yeah. wasn't anything. And I, and now well, I went on my merry way. Now, what if I would have pulled that camera out? Exactly. Now, if I would have been a douche to him, I can understand him going, I'm giving you a ticket for your well, place. I feel like most people that pull the camera out already have the mindset of, like, Being an I'm going to be a snarky douchebag right, right now. See, now, for me, I wouldn't. first of all, I've never pulled my camera out. I do have a dash cam. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't. It wouldn't even be able to point yeah, at yeah, the yeah. window. I couldn't turn it that way. Some of them do. Oh, mine really? does not. Yeah, they turn like three sixty almost. You, mine's facing outward, so I can't turn it all the way to the left. Mm-hmm. I could turn it somewhat, but not all the way. If I were to pull a camera out, I would say to the officer, "Officer, you're being recorded for my safety and yours," which is kind of what they say to you. What well, I don't know if they do now, but I think in the beginning of body cams. Yeah, they said yeah, stuff yeah. like that, and that's what I would say. And I'd say, I'm I'm just doing it for safety purposes, not saying that there's, uh, you know, just to have it recorded. And that'll right. be it. Like I try to be nice about it. I I wouldn't because I know, I've seen it many times. I used to watch cops all the time. Oh, me too. Yeah. And you'd see these morons that would run from the police, give a big huge chase. The cops would tackle them, and then they'd start crying. Oh, you hurt my arm, you hurt my arm. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you hurt my arm. Well, why'd yeah, you late. run, you dummy? Too late for that. Yeah, you shouldn't have run. Just Dude. get arrested. And not only that, but you then put their lives their in lives, danger. Other people's because lives. Because you're fucking running. It could be traffic, whatever the case is. Right. You're running through yards and shit. Oh, yeah, and people like, there, they dude. don't know. The cops don't know what you're going to do. No. What if They don't know if you have a weapon. They don't know if you're going to punch somebody. They don't know what you're going to do. So once you run, once you resist, that's it. You're done. I, they're going to do what they have to do to put you down. And guess what? It's not pretty. And you would see these videos without what happened, and people would be outraged. And I go, what are you outraged for? They resisted arrest, and now look what happened to them. You're outraged? What do you think is going to happen? Well, you the- should know. Yes. Is there a time that excessive force is used? Absolutely. Yes. yes. Absolutely. But in my mind, if you start running and resisting and the cop runs after you and tackles you on the ground, gets your arm behind your back, and then you're screaming that my arm hurts, you put yourself in that position. Mm-hmm. That's on you. And and here's another aspect of it with regards to social media. A lot of people will only put out a half-assed clip of what happened. Right. So everyone's like, oh, my God, look what this cop did. 100%. Look at this. And they don't even know the full story of yep. five seconds before that, the guy slugged the cop in the face. You are right. They, you, know? you don't know what happened before that or after that, but you don't, especially before that. You have no idea why that police officer acted in the way they did mm-hmm. to warrant. And then you got to go back and go, well, what did the person do to the cop? What was this warranted? And a lot of times it is. Because a lot of times when the videos go to social media, but then 
the the department releases the body cam footage. Exactly. And then you see the full story. Yep, it's 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 all selective. Oh yeah. And that's what happened with social media. Video taking and and I, I, it's, it's unbelievable posting. when something happens and all you see is people, the first thing they do is they grab their phones because they want to get likes. Yeah, they oh, don't care. Man. They don't help. Somebody's getting beat. Yeah, Some, that, that amazes me too. They, they don't do anything. They, just, they actually take their phones out. It's just crazy. Absolutely crazy. So you're going to go to the Yankee game today. Yes, sir. I'm going to go home and go to sleep like I usually do. Mm-hmm. And we, we'll see if Barnyard joins you tomorrow. And we'll see what happens tomorrow because you will not be here. I do not know who is filling in for you. I will find out when I come in tonight. Yep. And uh, we'll see if uh, Barnyard is up to doing the podcast tomorrow. <laughs> so, real quick. Yep. The dumbest thing Frank said today. I don't even know. Let's see. There was a few. He said this. A few weird things. And look, I put a lot of stock in Kurzweil as well. Kurzweil as well, yes. That was about the guy with the nanobots. Dweeb. And then we had this one. And every man, if you really want um, to make your female partner feel good, if you want a male partner, you make him a god, you know, and as a female partner, you just talk about her, you're my goddess. And there are words even for the genitalia that are related to, you know, the jade stalk. But so... uh Polyamory. <laughs> you think? Do you think it's you becoming? You like that phrase? I like it actually. Do I you? like it a lot. Right. Um, you. Do you think it's becoming? And, and the magic cave. <laughs> okay, I like it. Um, do you think it's becoming more like fashionable that? these do you think days? You can I like possibly the magic say cave. That. I like that. Why not? I may try that with Rachel. Frank, so you you you're gonna call this fucking? You're gonna call Rachel a goddess, and she's gonna call you a god. <laughs> the love god. Frank Morano. Oh, God. Boom, chicka, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> He's like, you hear I, I like that. I like that. Yeah, did you, but did you hear how he was a little squirmy? When, oh, he was. When Dr. Judy was talking, he was definitely a little squirmy, and we were looking at him in the studio. Dude, he was blushing. He, he was blushing. He was sweating. He was like, and he was trying to move on, man. And oh, Dr. Yeah. Judy was looking at him and just... Egging him on. Did you hear? She's egging him on. She had him backed into the corner. Oh, yeah. So now Frank will be known as the love god, Frank (laughs) Murano. And that is it for today's podcast. If you listen to this, you want to listen to the other side of Midnight with Frank Murano for the same day, being March 30th. So the two shows go together. You can hear and compare what we say to what Frank says, though we do do a little bit more. We, you know, we have our own thoughts and uh, about stuff that goes on that people can relate to. So we talk about that as well. So listen to both shows and uh, subscribe to both shows as well. And we end it like we do every day. Your influence counts. Have your pets spayed or neutered.